Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is Episode 9, where we're discussing Raised by Another from Season 1 of Lost. You spent the last four months telling me I have to raise the baby myself. Now you're giving me money and saying I don't have to? I found a couple in Los Angeles who are very eager to adopt. The baby will be safe in their care. Now, I've foreseen... I've foreseen? I, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm sorry. I know this sounds ridiculous, Claire. All this psychic business. And I appreciate that you must think I'm a raving madman. But this is what must happen. So... You're giving me $6,000 to give my baby to a couple of strangers in Los Angeles. 12000 The other six when you arrive in Los Angeles. And they're not strangers, Claire. They're good people. A psychic. I know, it's embarrassing. And after everything, he was just full of it. Or not. I mean, all he wanted was that no one else raise your baby, right? Maybe he knew. I mean, if he wanted it bad enough. You know, if he if he had the gift, and I, I believe some people do. Maybe he knew, Claire. go tomorrow I have to get my it has to be this flight it can't be any other they're already scheduled to meet you when you arrive flight 815 flight 815 there was no couple in Los Angeles he knew he knew about the plane, what was going to happen. Oh my God, he knew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And I wanted to put out a feeler again. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about House of the Rising Sun, and we were wondering why Sun and Jin were in Australia. There has to be a reason, and we would love to have your feedback. So if you could send that to us, either by uh, email, info at lostmysterypodcast.com, or you could call our listener line at 765-439-4190. We may even work up some kind of a little prize if we can uh, get somebody to actually answer that question. So today we're talking about Raised by Another from Season 1 of Lost, a Claire-centric episode. Anton, why don't you kick us off with our first talking point okay well first off this episode was scary okay yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it was scared me to death from the opening uh, opening scene we had clear uh she 
appears to be having this nightmare. She hears his baby in the jungle. Okay, uh-huh. I can't probably think of too many things that are scarier than that. <laughs> Babies in jungles. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we uh, we see her. She goes into the jungle, uh, which like all scary movies, people do things that are ridiculous. Yeah, that no one would ever do. Yeah, exactly. So she goes into the jungle. She comes upon well. Uh, Locke and Locke's sitting there and he's playing the game mm-hmm. and uh, he says you know uh, you know what's happening it was your responsibility and then he looks up and he's got one black eye and one <laughs> white eye right. you know which is the game pieces uh-huh. uh, that he's playing there which is the scariest thing ever yeah uh, and then um, she sees a child running through the jungle and uh, she comes up to a baby crib mm-hmm. and with, with blood in it Right. Um, so I start this episode, I mean, first off, like I said, freaked out. Right. Um, but trying to put this all together, I mean, we're back to Locke in the, the black and white. And, exactly. You know. That was the first note I made. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Creepy baby running through the jungle. Yeah. Baby crib with blood. Yeah. yeah, that's all filler. What I see when I see this scene is the one black eye and the one white eye. Oh, yeah. And now this is the third time they've hit us over the head with this black and white, good and bad, you know, good and evil kind of thing. Yeah. And, man, I, I really wish I understood what the heck was going on with that. I mean, I don't think I still have any clue. After four seasons really? of Lost, I don't think I have any clue. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so That takes me off in a way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is um, the third time now. I mean... We have the first time with the, the game pieces, yeah. with the back game of pieces, the second time with Adam and Eve and uh-huh. the rocks and the little pouch. Right. And now Claire's dream, which, you know, she was never part of either of those circumstances. She wasn't there when Locke was talking about right. the game. She wasn't there when they found the bodies in the cave. Right. So she doesn't know anything about the black and white. No. About the, about the good and the evil. No, but I will tell you who was there, and that's Locke. Yeah. All three times. So Locke is haunting her dreams now. He is, he is the good and evil and yeah. character. I don't know. It's ugh. Well, maybe maybe it's kind of hinting at, you know, there's some good and there's some evil in Locke. Yeah, true. Because every time it's him. He's the one that points that's, out. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. He's the one pointing it out. Yeah. You know, there's, there may be some evil in Locke that we haven't seen yet. Oh, I've seen it. I just don't know how deep it is yet. Yeah, we've seen glimpses in it. Yeah, just his you know? eeriness. I mean, there's there's definitely a side of Locke that is not good. Yeah. I, I don't know you if it's not good, it's evil. So I mean to me, yeah. Yeah, there's a side of him that it's not good. Yeah, there's the freaky Jason side. Exactly. <laughs> Playing games with yeah. black and white eyes. Yeah. Okay, so the first character thing I picked up, we get a little bit of background information on Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that she got pregnant unexpectedly, and she and her boyfriend decide to try and go through with having it, you know, having a family, yeah. you know, rather than pursuing adoption or something else. Right. Um, however, you know, things don't go very well. Right. And, you know, as soon as her her boyfriend starts to cave, you know, under the weight of the standard run-of-the-mill relationship issues right. that come along. And we, uh, we do find out, though, through their conversation that Claire's father had abandoned her. Right. Uh, which they don't tell us much about it. We don't know how much that really figures in, but nonetheless, it's information about her character, and we're trying to keep track of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, I one thing I did write down is like initially, you see that Claire's not married, and uh, you know she's in. She's immediately thinking when she finds out she's pregnant. I mean, it's it's definitely a bad thing. I mean, it's right. not something that she's happy about. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the boyfriend. He says, well, what if we made this work? What if right. we tried to make this work? And she can see her kind of coming around to the idea. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, to me, that it was a great relationship. Right. But as you mentioned, 
uh, he got into this place where he was like about, it was all about him. You know, yeah. oh, now I hear about this baby and this and that. What yeah. about my dream? What about my thing? So, and it turned to the worst and you can tell Claire, that was her worst nightmare. Right. She said, this is what I was afraid of. I knew I this, knew would this happen. was going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And it's, it's a good social commentary. I mean, like from all intents and purposes, Claire kind of had the same, you know, fears. She obviously, as soon as she found out he was wanting to leave, she wanted to put the baby up for adoption. Yeah. So, you know, it's not all bad on him. I oh, mean, no, no. He got scared, um, couldn't handle it, decided to leave. Right. But, you know, it doesn't like Claire said, well, it's fine. I'm going to pick it up. Myself. I'm going to do this all by myself. You know, she had the same fears and, and caved in the same way. I think. Right. Yeah, you're right. And then another little bit of character stuff. Uh, Charlie expresses some concern for Claire and, you know, basically asks her you know, to start up a friendship. Yeah, the bond begins them between them starts to strengthen a little bit. Yeah, it does. I, initially, I believe uh, you know Claire is turned off to it. Like, and Charlie's kind of like, okay, I get it, you know. Yeah. And, and that was kind of that was a little odd to me that she was, either she thought that he was trying to come on to her right. and was turning that down, but she really mm -hmm. was not about Charlie getting close to her at first. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, like you said, they do end up uh, this bond strengthens and and um, Charlie starts pretty much looking out for right you know well the next thing that I had was a mystery um, Claire goes to see the psychic and he knows that she's pregnant first off you know which is freaky but can be explained um, he clearly is troubled when he starts doing a reading and tells her that he can't do her reading right um, he's pretty startled by whatever it is he saw you know later he says that he saw something bad and that's why he stopped the reading. Yeah. Again, he tries to perform the reading with her and tells her, quote, it is crucial that she raise this child herself. He also tells her that her child, if parented by anyone else other than Claire, will be in great danger. Right. Claire tells him that she's planning to put the baby up for adoption if her boyfriend decides to leave her. He tells her that there is no happy future for this child outside of her raising it. And he also says it isn't, or it mustn't be another. You can't allow another to raise your baby. Yeah. Um, so immediately my mind goes to what is this child and mm -hmm. what, what characteristics does it mean? I'm think I try to think about okay is this did he see that this child was going to be some type of leader like right. world leader or or is is uh and if he fell into or she fell into good hands mm -hmm. that'd be you know or with Claire it'd be exactly the way it's supposed to be and if it went somewhere else that that this would be used for evil this brilliant right. mind that mm -hmm. this kid may have or or is it like literally good versus evil like this kid can become like the fall of the world if yeah. you know it's what it kind yeah. of you know put it at. it's like this is the antichrist <laughs> yeah. here you know yeah. <laughs> so and uh, so you know there's more on this to come later but we'll kind of keep it chronological to the episode and get to that sure get to that in a minute um but you know someone attacks claire while she's sleeping it becomes very clear that there are other people on this island you know yeah obviously it probably wasn't someone in the plane crash that right. attacked her and, um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it was, you know, could this be the first, you know, visible evidence of these others yeah. that, you know, Rousseau was talking about? 
you know, Claire believes that whoever it was was trying to hurt her baby. Oh yeah, that was, that was her actually. That was her thing. Was she when she when she said uh, told everybody she's like it was trying to hurt my baby. It was trying to you know inject her or cut her. Right. Uh, and then she has this other night tremor or terror uh-huh. um, that she knew it wasn't about her. It was about immediately about her baby. Right. You know, and um, I thought that it was kind of interesting that. Everybody thought she was crazy at first, just having some kind of like delusional, you mm-hmm. know, thing going on. But um, she she believed it, and Charlie believed it. Right. Well, I think what's really interesting about this part of the episode and the episode in general is that there's a whole lot of talk about Claire's baby. Yeah. And the importance of her baby. Yep. And like we'll get to it more in a minute, but um, you know, there's they're starting to lay some tracks to that suggest that her baby is somehow an important part of what this show is all about. Yeah, most definitely. And it's, it's odd. It, it's like, it could go either in a really good direction where it's actually interesting and intriguing, or it could go another way. Like, you know, like you said, baby antichrist <laughs> for real, <laughs> who's, you know, we're going to have to spend, you know, 18 years watching the kid grow up before we see what he's capable of doing. Exactly. It wouldn't yeah. be so interesting. No, probably not. But we'll get more to that in a minute. I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, character, um, Locke tells Hurley that he was in Australia looking for something. Yeah. Um, and Hurley asks him if he found it, and Locke says, no, it found oh, me. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then he kind of looks out into the distance of the island, you know, at the island, again suggesting that this island has brought, you know, something special into his life yeah. and completed him in some way. Right. And I don't know if there's any much much more to say about that other than here's yet another example of you know, Locke having this special connection or kinship with the island. Yeah. I mean, once again, um, I mean, obviously we could look back to just the fact that he's walking now. Maybe that's what he's talking about Mm -hmm. or, but I, to me, it's something deeper than that. And, and, you know, I I always look at Locke as the bad guy. I don't know why, but I mean, he probably isn't, but Mm -hmm. to me, it seems like, okay, is, is this the, 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 the baby is the baby have anything to do with this and lock, yeah. you know, he was in the, you know, is lock the one she's not supposed to let right. around this child, you mm-hmm. know? So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know there either, but, um, the next part of the show was back to the psychic again. Yeah. Um, you know, the psychic was doing everything he could to make sure that Claire kept the baby herself originally, yeah. you know, later he changes his mind. You know, he says he found a couple in Los Angeles who are very eager to adopt the baby and the, the baby would be safe in their care. Right. You know, for whatever reason, everybody else, no, but this couple, yes. Right. You know, he said they weren't strangers. They are, quote, good people. Right. Yeah. Uh, this this will come up more in future episodes, but I wanted to point that out for now. Um, he was key in orchestrating the circumstances that led to Claire getting on the plane that eventually crashed. Right. And just as Claire said, there was never a couple in Los Angeles. He knew she would crash and be on that island, and that's what he wanted to happen. I really, really like the line, um, they're already scheduled to meet you when you arrive. Yeah. Did you notice the psychic uh-huh. saying that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've instantly thought of, you know, the others standing off in the shadows of the jungle exactly. waiting on that plane to get there. Yeah, he was so adamant. He's like, there's not another plane. Uh, there's not another time. Has to be, has this, to plane. be this plane. Has to be this time. You, uh-huh. and, and, and 
that's why. Right. You know, is this the first time we've seen who the who the uh, what do you call it the the plane company was? The yeah, Oceanic. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it that for the first time. Okay, that was Oceanic. I don't, I don't remember seeing it. Oceanic Flight Eight Fifteen. Right. That's like going to be totally boring and nothing new to most people because it, it gets huge. Yeah. Later on in the series, it's like, I mean, that's like obvious, but this yeah. is the first time we really see it. Um, and it has to be that plane, that particular flight. Yeah. As if that's the only flight that's going to crash. So that's the one you need to be on. Exactly. I mean, he, it really points to the fact that he knew mm-hmm. that this thing was going down. E- yeah. Either he knew or he was involved with the planning exactly. of whatever's going on. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, the fact that it well, she, she made a comment Charlie said, well, what if, what if he knew? And this is the only way that he, they kind of made it turn mm-hmm. around that, well, she's on this Island. Nobody else can race this baby except for her. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I took a totally different look at it too. But like, yeah, it wasn't that, you know, his main goal was for her to be the one to raise the baby. Right. To me, his main goal was to get her on that island. Exactly, yeah. And there's two sides of the coin on that one because mm-hmm. it could be, okay, if she's crashed, you know, stranded on this island, never getting off, nobody else is going to raise that child except for right. her. Or... It's it's a matter of his interest. Was his interest... Exactly. Was interest, interest in protecting her and her baby and making sure she raised it? Or was his interest in getting her baby that island for yeah. some reason so someone else could get his, their hands on it but he when he said you know that that uh, don't let another an, another you know like that the words that he used another oh, you're gonna steal <laughs> steal my main thought i think go oh go it. no i'm just no, saying, go for it. okay when he said that like to me if I'm, I'm probably not gonna steal your thought but to me when he said those words that's i mean maybe maybe he was directly referencing those others. that's exactly what i put you yeah, know you know you can't allow an other other yeah to, to, and not worthy of another person but you know and another yeah. yeah that and i that's one of the things i'd never thought about until watching this episode this time yeah you know before um but it's kind of a weird thing to say i mean you can't let another another raise your baby yeah, like you I mean, can't let someone else raise your baby. Is what most people or another say. person, the other yeah. person on there, not yeah. another, another. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I think they intended for people to pick up on that sure. somewhat. But but yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. We'll have to watch more to find out what happens. Well, he did say, "I'll give you six thousand dollars when you leave before you leave. I'll give you, and then there'll be six thousand when you wait when yeah. you land." <laughs> you know, I'm like, if I see another six, this is the Antichrist yeah. six six six. Yeah, and, you know. But I'd think about that. I was like, okay, because he was making fabricating this story, uh-huh. but a lot of it really came to pass. You right. know, and I was just trying to see like what else is, in, you know, what else did he give her yeah. that we have to pick up on? It'll be interesting to see if we get more evidence of whether or not this guy was actually actually had some That's psychic I, yeah. ability, or he was in cahoots with exactly. the people planning this. Because he was really good, uh, you know, either way, either selling his story mm-hmm. or as a psychic, one yeah, or the other, or convincing her to go. Sure. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, Saeed gets back to the camp and tells mm-hmm. Jack that he found the French woman and that they're not alone on the island right which was a really cool moment because not only had the game changed for saeed who now knew about these others and the whispers but now he's passed it on to everybody else yeah so it should change life on the island pretty yeah, substantially think but um let's see here ethan as it turns out was not a passenger on the plane um he was already on the island when the plane crashed you know he confronts charlie and claire in the jungle and the episode ends uh yeah and um, 
I thought that some. I thought this episode actually went further with that story, but I guess that must be the next next episode. Yeah, yeah. I know that um, it was a very eerie moment whenever Hurley's ground getting all this information. He runs back and he's like, "Guys, guys, you know, there's somebody yeah. that's on the, that wasn't uh, wasn't on the, in the manifest, manifest yeah. Yeah. and is it was Ethan. Uh-huh. And I mean, just you see this." you know this person you know i'm like oh my gosh yeah standing there looking really odd staring at charlie and claire yeah yeah that's a creepy guy yeah creepy and that actor is just real creepy (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) if you're listening but but that guy is creepy you sold me on the creepiness uh, so (laughs) yeah what else did you have from the episode um i think uh uh trying to think on this one here uh, the fact that Saeed did come back and he told them, you know, that they're not, they're not the only ones there, uh, mm-hmm. was another just like eerie moment for, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to put myself in the position of, of all these people here and you, you know, he comes back and he says they're not alone. Uh-huh. I mean, to me, that's like one of the scariest things you can possibly hear, oh, I know. you know, yeah. and, and, and just what Saeed had been through just, uh, you know, he's got to be totally totally lost to what's going on uh but i think it's interesting that uh that um claire and charlie are growing so close to one another Mm -hmm. because to me in this episode it went from completely not really interested in the relationship to really like almost inseparable right you know Mm -hmm. um and i picked up on that and uh but I don't know. Eerie, eerie, eerie episode. For yeah, me. the one of the I think one of the most eerie parts of the episode was when Saeed is running through the jungle. The storm is coming, and yeah. like all of a sudden he starts hearing these whispers, and he's visibly shaken. Like, oh yeah, he is scared to death. Oh yeah, that and was obviously scary. you know, dead sprints it back to the to the camp with everybody else. Yeah, and, when he gets there, he's completely exhausted. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he probably didn't. I mean, he was doing that. I breathe every other like minute yeah. run, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, super eerie episode. Um, but I think that's all that I had about it. One thing with just character things. Sawyer is a good guy when he mm-hmm. gives, uh, uh, I like to bring this up because Sawyer, you know, he's been, oh, they, yeah, yeah. when we he gives him the manifest, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. he just kind of goes, you know, here, you know, yeah. and, uh, so just like the previous episode where he, you know, made an effort to get involved with the group, he again, you know, does something positive and yeah. gives them what they need. Yeah, without any hassle, really. Anything else? I think that's it. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this ninth episode of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. And we will see you guys shortly. But until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. Hopefully, we'll see you in a week or less. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can go sign up and become part of the community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us with your questions or comments at info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, your message, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.